Okay. Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf mem. <clears throat> daf mem im sochim. And we learn for a four shleimah for Tova Miriam bas dvora mindel. Okay. <clears throat> we uh, were discussing the issue that about making chametz. Uh, how careful you have to be when you handle uh, the flour that you shouldn't turn it into chametz. It especially turns into chametz when it's liquid. Obviously, you need water with the flour, and especially if it's warm. So if you chewed something uh, in your mouth or you put something on your arm, the Mishnah she shouldn't soak it, uh, but if she puts it dry on her hand, then it's okay. Then the flour is okay. In this case, it's bran or coarse flour, or, or the uh, psolas, the uh, residue of flour. Um, but if you do it in a scalding way, you know, as you pour boiling hot water on the flour, then it doesn't have a chance to, it basically cooks it or bakes it uh, if it's dry, but if it's, even if it's wet, it cooks it right away, and therefore it doesn't allow it to become chametz. So the idea is, if you mix flour with water, and the water is uh, warm, lukewarm, or warmer, or even uh, warmed up by your body, that it could be a, that's a problem, and that, that could cause it to turn chametz. So, as we'll see, you want the water to be either boiling hot so that it cooks it right away, or if it's very cold, that has a chance of um, uh, obviously you have to put water, you have to mix water with the flour in order to turn it into even matzah. In order to bake it, you got to mix water with it. So the water should be cool, cold water. Uh, and that allows you to knead it without it becoming chametz. That's the general idea of these few of these few blot. Now, the end of the Gemara yesterday said that a person, Marzutra said, a person shouldn't uh, line or uh, thicken the the, the uh, pot of his that he's cooking with uh, flour, even flour that's been roasted, because possibly you know you'd have some if it wasn't roasted properly, and that's how we get to the question of gabruts if it wasn't baked properly today. They know it's baked properly if they do it under under proper supervision. But if you did it in your own house and you didn't uh, uh, roast it 100%, uh, then might come to chametz because now you're putting flour. Part of the uh, yes, it's basically it's roasted it's roasted uh, wheat, but maybe a part of it wasn't roasted, and then it's plain wheat, and you're putting it into a hot dish, into a hot pot, and that could turn it into chametz. Amar of Yosef lo Yosef at the end of the page said Amar Yosef lo lichter inish treichiti baldari. You shouldn't even scald two uh, two uh, grain kernels, wheat kernels, together. Because if you have only two, one might stick into the means more than that too, obviously. But it's more two or more because one might stick into the cleft of the other one because the wheat grains have like sort of a cleft in the middle, like a crack in the middle, and it might get stuck in there. And the, the, even the uh, scalding water may not hit all parts of the wheat kernel because part of it's stuck in the cleft of the other one. That's, pretty, that's a pretty far out uh, chiddush. We're in the fourth line. This is where we left it. Yes. You shouldn't roast two um, wheat ear, ears of wheat uh, together. You shouldn't roast them. <laughs> Maybe the liquid that will come out of there's moisture in the in the uh, wheat uh, in the ear of wheat. It'll uh, uh, it, the moisture will come out of one uh, ear of wheat and go into the other one. 
In other words, he's telling you here that even the liquid that, that emanated from one uh, wheat, uh, ear of wheat could go into the other one. What are you going to go? You're so concerned about such a far out thing. This, these seems, some of these chidushim uh, seem very great. I understand putting it into a hot dish, okay, into a cooked dish. You're cooking a dish and you put some wheat in there that hasn't been properly roasted. Uh, I understand that. That might, that might be putting, like putting raw wheat into a dish. That's a problem. But to be concerned so much about uh, mixing two uh, dry kernels together because uh, maybe, you know, uh, it'll, it'll come to, to, uh, to, to chametz is a pretty far out, right? We're talking here about you shouldn't, it's, it's one thing I understand when you're pouring hot water on, pouring hot water on and, and, and the boiling hot water doesn't reach all parts of the wheat, that I understand, because boiling hot water, scalding it, that doesn't allow it to become chametz. But if, if it doesn't hit all parts, so some of it's just going to get wet and, and not going to be scalded and will turn to chametz. But here he's talking about just roasting kernels together. When you roast it, you're afraid. When you roast it, the, the ears of wheat is basically going to sweat a little bit and it'll go from one into another. And that's going to come. It's Amalei Ravi Hachi Afilu Chadanam. You can't even roast one ear of wheat. It'll also come out of one side and go into the other side. That's Rava's uh, classic argument here that only water can ferment something properly and turn it into chametz. Non-water, as we said before, may peris is not machmetz. And Abaye retracted from his opinion, but not because of Rava's reasoning of May Paris and Machmitz. And he, he retracted from what he said. Why? When the water is emanating out, when it's flowing out, when it falls out, it doesn't Machmitz. In other words, when something becomes Chomets, when the water sits there, when the water sits in the flower, it rises. But as long as it's moving around, as we saw the other day, when if it's uh, dripping from the roof, bit, 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 that doesn't allow it to become what? Some rabbiya, high chatzva davishna, uh, uh, the uh, a jar that they used for roasting uh, wheat, schifa, if it's inverted, in other words, it's upside down, then shori, okay, you're allowed to schifa, if it's standing up, it's usher, right? It's also Rabbi says, no, it feels schifa, even if it's standing up, meaning the kernels are in the bottom, so when you roast it together, it's going to be a problem. Nami shari why? Because may peris nino may peris ain machmitzin. So may peris. In other words, as long as when it when it flows out, Abaye says if you have kernels in there and the jar is inverted, it's not a problem because even though the kernels are together, but since it's flowing out, it's nothing's going to happen. If it's standing up upright and then the water will sit in there, whatever emanates out eventually sits in there. That could turn to chametz. But Rabbi says no. May peris and machmitzin anyway. In other words, whatever emanates out of the wheat out of the wheat kernels themselves cannot cause chametz. Chametz is only when you have outside water that's mixed in. Tanur Abanam. We're at the first of the wide lines. Try, of my mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we assume that they did experiments on this, Abai and Rava? Mm. Of this course. Halo- of course. A- uh, yeah. Well, also, it could very well be that, um, yeah, some of it could be experimental. Rava's cloud that Paris ain't machmitzen is either a Kabbalah that he had, that even though it appears to be chametz, it appears to rise, is that that's not chametz. Chametz is only by definition if it had water in it. You know, I'm sure a lot of it was by, a lot of it was Kabbalah, and a lot of it was. They simply, uh, you know, knew, knew the science. Uh, now, it's very common when they take the wheat kernels or barley kernels, here we're talking about barley, whatever the, whatever the grain is, it's got to be washed down. In other words, they're, they're dirty. And, uh, you know, you take them out of the field, they're washed down or soaked. 
Losasin means it's washed or soaked. Excuse me. So you don't do that. You don't do it with barley on Pesach. Why? Because the concern is that the water will cause it to become chametz. Vim losas. If you did it, nispaku. If the kernels split, if they split, then it's also because then the water clearly went into the kernels. Lo nispaku. If they didn't split, even though they might be a little bit inflated now, right? They're in menupach because some water went into them. Then it's mutter. Even if it went inside. Rabbi Yossi Omer. Shorim b'chometz, what you could do is, if they look like they have been, they're expanding, what you do is you put them in vinegar, the chometz somson, and the vinegar uh, will cause it to contract. In other words, will prevent it from becoming chometz. And Rashi says over here, and we'll see in Ahmed Beis, uh, when, when he quotes, when you hear talking about the same idea of Rabiosi, you put chometz in, that's what it says, there's the strong, strong vinegar, the acidic point of the vinegar, causes it to contract, in other words, because it basically, it, it cooks it. It's the same idea as uh, scalding hot water. Scalding hot water causes it to immediately cook, and it doesn't get a chance to be chametz. He says the same thing with, you could do that with, uh, with vinegar, because vinegar, even though it's about, it looks like it could become chametz, the vinegar can... Uh, the vinegar can arrest the the fermentation process, cause it to contract, and basically cook it immediately. That's how he looks at it. But Shmuel says, we're going to come to this later again, Shmuel says, the chometz cannot do that. The chometz may, uh, may um, not uh, allow it, you know, it may, may not... Um, uh, it may not turn it into chametz or not. It may may turn it into chametz and may not turn into chametz, but it doesn't help it to contract. He says that's so. Here you could say they're arguing in the science, serving it's possible that they're arguing in the science or in the Kabbalah that they had. And he says that the vinegar simply doesn't do it. Obviously, there's different kinds of vinegars too, right? So all depends. A lot of it depends on the science, but that's what he said that chametz. Uh, does not, uh, he doesn't hold that it contracts it and you can't get away with it. When we say over here that if they split, they're also because these barley grains that had water, uh, that were washed with water, concerned the chametz, even if they didn't uh, crack in the middle, even if they're so expanded by the water, the water seeped into them, that if you would leave them on a barrel of wine, the smell of the wine would cause them, hey, because that would cause them to, to uh, break open, to split open Mayalan. That's also considered, uh, that's also considered split open and would be a problem of chametz if they're that expanded. Shmuel Amar, Nisbakumamishmuel disagrees. He says, no, it's only if they've, if they've split open is a problem of chametz. Abit Shmuel, Uvda Bedura, Debei Barchashu. Shmuel did a Misa, in other words, he passed a Lochel Misa in that place, in that village of Bay Bar Chashu, where Nespaku Mamish, in other words, where he said, as long, even if they were expanded, but they hadn't split open, he said they are still mutter. Okay, and therefore he was mutter. Amrabah, Baal Nefesh, a person who's a pious person, and Rashi says a chassid on the side, he says, Yerei Shemayim, a person who's a very pious person, lo yiltas, he should not wash the grains at all. Pimor says, my era, Baal Nefesh, why are you talking about a person who is uh, specially pious, a filkul amenami? Nobody's allowed to do Tanya. We started this by saying, Tanur Abana in the first of the wide lines on this page, Ain Losis and Sorin Pesach. You shouldn't wash or, or soak the, uh, the barley grains on Pesach. So what do you mean? Uh, Rabbi is saying, a uh, person who's pious shouldn't do this. What do you mean a person pious? Anybody shouldn't do it. That's what you said the halach is, right? Tanya, Ain Losis and Sorin Pesach. This is what it means. Baal Nefesh, Afilu Chitin. A person who's pious, we were talking about barley. 
He says, even chitin, even wheat, the shri, which are very hard, lo yultos. In other words, the isser specifically was on barley grains, which are softer, and the water can seep into them. But he says, a person who's pious shouldn't even do this with, uh, shouldn't wash his, um, his wheat grains, his wheat kernels, even though they are, they are tougher, they're hard on the outside, you shouldn't do that because it could come there. If you listen to what you said over here, you just, he calls Abraba Abba, right? He says, Abraba said a person who's pious shouldn't even wash his wheat grains. In other words, we're talking about washing them off so that they should be clean and the, and the flour that you get from there should be clean and, and uh, fine. Whoever listens to him, is going to wound up eating, you know, moldy, rotten bread. It doesn't mean moldy, it just means that it's, uh, it's not very clean. It's going to be like coarse bread. Um, <clears throat> right? It's, it's not going to be, uh, he won't have clean, clean um, uh, flour because it's dirty. Uh, and, and also, uh, we find elsewhere, the Habei Rav Huna lists, they used to wash the wheat for Pesach, they washed it. For Rav Amar, no, also Liltos. Rav says he went like his Rebbe Rav, you shouldn't do that. El Haratanya, Ein Losis and Sarn, Bepesach. What do you mean? The Brisa, again, that we started with at the first of the wide line, saying you shouldn't wash your barley on Pesach. Sarn, Hudalo, Hachiti Sar, it's Mashma that wheat, you could. He says, no, Lomi Boy, come here. It doesn't mean Lomi Boy, Chitin. You should, not, not, it's for sure. There's no question about Chitin, Kivan de Isbeit Sira, since the wheat. The wheat kernels have a cleft, like I guess like coffee beans. They have a little cleft in there, even though they're hard. But I lubamaya, but the water can go, and that's like a weak spot in the in the wheat kernel in the wheat kernel. Avosari, but barley, the shia, which are smooth, maybe ama shopper. I might mean, think you could wash those without concern about them turning to chametz, kamash malam. And the chiddush therefore is is that no, that even uh, the, that barley as well should not be done. In other words, the halacha is he's saying he's saying that. Neither should be done. Rabbah says neither of them should be done. He went like Rabbah, even though Rabbah, his Rebbe, said only a Balnefesh, but basically he's saying you shouldn't do either one of those, neither wheat nor barley. Hadram or then Rabbah said no. Rabbah changed his mind. Mutuliltos, you're allowed to. The Tanya we learned, Yotzim Pasnakim Adro, we had this the other day. Your Yotze with Matz on Pesach, whether it's clean, Nikia means it's like whitish, clean, it doesn't mean white, it means it's, it's been cleaned, it's been uh, washed, Vadra, or coarse bread, either, of course, matzah, either white or coarse, V'yef Nikia below Sisa, how could it be clean, how could it be clean, white, you know, uh, clean, without rinsing, without washing it, you can't get that, you know, you can't do it without some water, it doesn't get clean by itself, you can't rub it on your shirt and, and, and clean them that way. Ace for a what do you mean? Let's say you had under Ashkocha, but it was a Goyesha bakery, and they had flour or fine flour of farm, if it's from the villages, made from the villages, tarm. They're tor. Why? As we'll see, because they don't, why is the stuff tor? Because they don't, they're, in the village, they're not makbid about cleanliness, and uh, they don't wash them with water. Uh, they don't wash them with water. So therefore, they were never mukshal kabotuma. So if you got the flour, the fine flour from the villages, even Goyesha villages, you can use that. The shakrachim from the big cities where they're makbid, they're very particular about cleanliness and they use water, they're tame because they were mukshal kabotuma. You have to assume they became tame. 
Now, my t- the kfar my time. Mama, what's the reason why the kfar we say it's 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 uh, it's it's mut, it's mutter it's tahor labishim delolasus because they don't they don't rinse them with water but kikarle solus and still you have solus it says solus come from the solus it says the flower and the fine flower indicating that you could have fine flour even though it's not washed. So what's Rabbi saying over here? It's mutter, because otherwise, how could you have fine flour if it wasn't washed? It must be that you're allowed to wash it. Obviously, you wash it under supervision, and you make sure you dry them, and they don't turn into chametz, but, but it's mashma over here that you can have solace even without washing it. Other, you know, Rabbi's whole point was that he paskined, even though his Rebbe said, Baal Nefesh shouldn't wash, but he says you have to, have, you have to wash, otherwise it's impossible to get clean, fl- fine flour. He says here it's mashma that it was fine flour, even though it wasn't washed in the in the farm. Targumo, so he answered, Akimcha, no, on the regular flour. The regular flour what is, is what, he's, what he's speaking about when he says that that's tar, but the fine flour... No, because you can't have you can't have fine flour. In other words, he mentions flour and fine flour to, to tell you the chiddush that if it's a, if it's a big city, that's vade tome. But when he says that the one of the villages is tor, he's talking about kemach, which isn't that clean anyway. It's not it's not uh, fine it's not fine flour. So therefore, it's going on the kemach, not on the solas. Basar enough. After he went out, the sort of, that's what a papet asked Rava. How could you say that you have to um, that that you you must be able to wash the flour because otherwise, how could you have clean? How can you have solace uh, without wa- without washing it? So Rav Papa, so Rav answered him, "No, that's only going on the chemical. The solace isn't. They don't really have solace over there because they don't wash it. So there's no there's no clean. There's no such thing as a solace if it hasn't been washed. Bus enough after he left Rava or Rav left him. Omer, so Papa said to himself, "My time alone, Why didn't I ask? Ah, uh, uh, shucks! Why didn't I ask Makasha from this? The Amr of Zayr, Amr of Yirmi, Amr Shmuel, Chin Shomenachos, the wheat that's used in a carbon minchas. We said most carbon minchas use wheat. There's only a few that have barley, that have a sota and the Omer. Otherwise, all the other minchas are made from wheat. He says, "Ain los zanosam." You don't wash them. It's still kakarle solus. It says chitin shomenachos. You have to use fine flour. Otherwise, it's not good for a carbon. It's got to be refined flour. It says don't wash them. Right? You want to because all those are not supposed to be chametz. Right? So you're not supposed to wash them. And still, it's called solus. Haramarava. So therefore, as it could, you could have solus even you could have fine flour even though it's not washed. Haramarava mitzvah lultos. <laughs> then Rava changed your mind. First, Rava said it's aser. Then he says it's mutter. Then he changed his mind again. As a, throughout Shas, there's a lot of cases where it's Haramarava. It shows you some person has to learn how to retract and change his opinion if he uh, feel, feels he was wrong before, if he's been corrected. Uh, as Rav Asher always says, Kachidar Keshotori changes his mind often. Amarava mitzvah liltos. It's an it mitzvah shenemar. Ushmartemesamatzos. Listen to this. You have to guard the matzos, right? The Torah says, Ushmartemesamatzos. Make sure nothing happens to them. Well, Elo de boy lefisa shimelamai. Why? What do you have to guard them for? Hey, we have to go. If if they're if you just take the uh, the uh, you cut down the wheat and you put it in bags, what do you have to always be guarding it for? You have to guard it because since you have to wash it, you have to make sure you guard it, and lest it become chametz. That's his whole point. Elo de boy lasisa shimel mai. What are you guarding for? Well, maybe guarding it during the kneading process. Maybe it really doesn't need to be washed. Maybe you're going to tell me it doesn't need to be washed. His whole point now is you have to guard it, guard it that it shouldn't become chametz. Why? What does it mean, guard it? Because since you have to wash it, make sure you guard it. Well, maybe the maybe the guarding is during the kneading process, right? Shimla ishim and delisha, shimla lafsh is not considered a shimor. It's not good enough. 
In other words, it's not good enough just to start in the middle, in the middle of the process when you're already needing it. Maybe there was a problem before. Let's say you buy dough from a guy. Let's say, you know, it's very common, you know, today everybody, we have access to all kinds of uh, bread made by the, uh, made by uh, kosher bakeries, badats and all that, wherever you are in most uh, Jewish localities. But there was a time when we all ate, uh, you know, we remember when we ate bread came, that came from Goyim, Pasnachri, uh, so there's Isurim, etc., but it's not also at rice if it's kosher. So, even on Pesach, you can eat them. On Leila Seder, you could fill your belly with them from the dough. But you have to have a, a kazayas of matzah shal mitzvah, matzah that you, that had shmira, you have to eat that at the end. You know that the, we eat the matzah of the Shem Afikomen, that's got to be the last thing. That means that the carbon Pesach was eaten together with the matzah, matzah is eaten on a full stomach when you're fully satiated. So he says, You should eat the kazayas matzah of kosher matzah, not matzah of goyim, not made from the dough of goyim, but matzah that was shmura matzah, you should eat at the end. The achrona ain, brishona lo. But only at the end, not at the beginning. In other words, you shouldn't start when you're, when you're for hungry. On Leila Seder, when you begin your meal, that shouldn't be the thing that you start with. My time, Mishim Delov, Shimur. What's the reason? Because why can't you eat that? Uh, that why can't you? In other words, you, as long as you eat that at the end, Bachron, Ember, Rashi says in the um, fourth, fifth, fourth line of the wide lines at the bottom, your yotze, you can't, you only can be yotze if you had matzah shal mitzvah at the end. But if you ate at the beginning, in other words, if the, the, the uh, matzah that you had at the beginning, the betzeka of the goyim, you're not yotze with that. Why aren't you yotze? It's kosher pesach but it's not much my time because it doesn't even though you you got the uh, you got the dough from the goyim but there was no shimer done prior to the kneading of the dough so okay well, wait a minute the whole process of baking it means when you started setting it up for baking uh, you arranged it and you smeared it and you did put it in the oven so you did a shmear from then on. What's the problem? Even though it's goyish bread, a goyish dough, you need a shmear before the process, before the kneading and before the whole baking process, you need it there. So what do you see over here? You need, it says, matzos has to be from the beginning. You could eat uh, matzah made from dough that you got from the goyim. You could eat that on Pesach, if it's kashal Pesach, but it's not matzah shmura that you have to be yotze with on the first night of uh, on Leila Seder, you're not yotze with, with with matzah kosher matzah, but it's not matzah shmura. So what do you need? You need shmira from before. Otherwise, if you don't eat shmira from before, only from the time of kneading. Okay, so you get you get the uh, you get the dough from the goyim and you guard it then from that point on. And why can't you be yotze with that? That's not good enough. No, maybe over there. When they put the water in, there was no shmira done. In other words, you know, the kneading you could check, you could check on. But maybe the problem over there is maybe shimer lish is considered good enough. Rashi says three lines from the bottom page. When you put the water into the into the flour, In other words, when you bought the dough already from the Goyim, there was already water in there. Uh, they, or you got it from the Goyim, there was already water in there. Maybe that's the problem. In other words, from the time that the water was put into the flour, maybe that's good enough if you guard it from that point on. And maybe 
Taka, there's no proof that you have to you have to wash the 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 wheat kernels. This all our whole discussion here has been: Are you allowed to wash? Are you not allowed to wash? First, Rebbe says you can't. Then Rebbe says it's mutter. Now he says you must do it. Why? Because and presumably that means you have to guard them from the time you start washing them. Well, wait a minute. Maybe the guarding is from the time of the lisha. Maybe from the time of kneading when you put the water into the kernels to into, into the wheat into the uh, solace in order to start the kneading process. Maybe that's when you do the shmira. Again, back in the Gemara on the four lines from the bottom page. Avalhecha the beidnet nachos l'shimur avalashimur. But where you where where it needs shmir is shimur, meaning at the need at the kneading process, if you did that hachanami the shimur delisha v'shimur, maybe you don't need before; you only need from the time that the water is put into the flour. V'afilu hachi, maybe that's the case. V'afilu hachi lo harbei rava. Here from this rava didn't retract. Once he said it's a mitzvah, he said that he didn't retract from that. Even though you could argue and you could say shmartemesamatzos uh, means from the time you put the water into the dough, that's when you should guard them from. No, he didn't retract them. He says you got to guard them from the very beginning. He told the people, the farmhands out in the field from the time, he told these people who, the Mahapri keeping means they handle the sheaves of wheat out in the, on the, uh, in the field. When you, when you uh, handle them, you should handle them. In other words, cut them down and handle them all the shame mitzvah. You need a proper guarding of the wheat from beginning until end. Marbre Ravina. His mother, Marbre Ravina, that was his name, Marbre Ravina, the son of Ravina, Menachtele Ime Barve. She uh, prepared the wheat for him from the beginning of the gathering process when they harvested the wheat. She put it, Shame Pesach, and she put it to Barve in various troughs or, uh, or tubs uh, that she prepared it for him. In other words, that's the idea of what we, what we mean today when we say Matzah Shmura. They say on the on the box, my Mishas Kitsira Vaelach, right? It says from the time that they harvest it, they cut it down, that's what you need Shmira from. So Fine, therefore does that mean that, Yeah. Does that mean that today, uh, unless you eat Shmura Matzah at the Seder, you're not you're not Yotze? Yeah, that's correct. You have to have Shmura Matzah, correct. You're not over for eating chametz, but to be uh, but to be to, to be makayim the mitzvah of shmura ma, of of matzah leila seder, it's got to be mitzvah shmura. Now there is shmura when we grew up. I mean, you know, when we grew up, we're an older generation, uh, especially in America. I don't know that you had wheat that was shmura from mishas Katsira. So they were you know, said pretty much they were they relied on shmura from the time of the processing, meaning from the time like we say that the water was put into into the uh, into the uh, wheat into the wheat flour right the wheat fine flour from that point they had shmura so that's also a definition of shmura matzah with shmura but it's not shmura today we we, we the, the, let's put it this way that's also matzah shmura but it's not mufchar. it doesn't mean you're not yotze but it's not uh, the the, the, uh, the that the gemara says that over here too the gemara is debating this maybe shmura from the time of kneading or the time of the beginning of the process in the bakery maybe that's all maybe that's good enough and in a chanami you could say that you're yotze with that too but uh, but mahadrin is to have it what we do today which since that's available today the proper thing is to have matzah shmur mishas kasira and that's usually what it is the 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 boxes or the hashkacha is mishas kasira veelach that they guard it from the time of the harvesting. There was a story with a, a ship that was full of, um, of wheat, the Tava Bechishta, that sunk in the, there was a river there called the Chishta, it sunk in the river, and they were able to raise the ship. Shari Revelazvunit, this was before Pesach, now the problem is that all the wheat got full of water, right? Got full of water and became chametz. 
So Rabbah allowed them to sell it to a Goyim. Sell it now to Goyim because it's probably Chometz. Eisvet Rabbah bar Levayla Rabbah, Begesh of Oklayim, a beggar that you had some climb in there. You don't know where it is. Uh, the, he gave it to the tailor, and by mistake, he put some climb in there. You don't know where it is. You shouldn't sell it to a guy because the guy might turn around and sell it to a Jew. And it's not defined. It's not labeled as as, uh, as shatnas. So in other words, don't even sell something to a guy, which he may turn around and sell to a Jew. You can't even make it as a saddle, a blanket that goes under the saddle on a donkey. Uh, you can't use it as that either. Right, because maybe he'll sell it to a Jew, and a Jew will use it. Avalos no satachichlames. You could turn, you could make it, you could make out of this uh, beged. You can make tachichlames. Why? Because a mess, nobody's going to take the shrouds off the mess and sell it to somebody else to use as a curtain or something, or to wear to wear it as a garment. Because in Al Tevanov, from something mess, even a person was was so despicable that he would steal. You'd be a grave, a grave, uh, a, you know, a gra- what do they call them? The, a, what? Not a grave robber, a grave robber, a grave robber, and steal the shrouds of the mess. Maybe they had expensive ones, right? Uh, you're not allowed to, it's not allowed to have an offer mess. And plus, the mess himself has no isser of wear and climb because he's potter from mitzvahs, right? So, you can use the mess. Why can't you sell these things to a guy? Whether it's uh, this beggar shava, but you can't sell it to a guy. Because he might sell it to a Jew. So the same thing over here too. How can you sell this uh, shipload of wet wheat to a guy? Maybe he'll turn around and sell it to Jews, and they won't know that it's chametz by now. It dried out afterwards. Harum rava lezvinol kava kava yisrael sell it. Uh, to Jews a little bit at a time because it'll finish before Pesach. Mepharshim asks, what do you mean sell to Jews? You could sell to Goyim also a little bit at a time, right? So Shlom Zalman Orbach talks about this and he says, first thing is that it means even to a Jew. In other words, you could sell, for sure you could sell to a guy a little bit at a time. You're afraid to sell the whole shipload to a guy because then he'll turn around and sell it to Jews over a period of time and they'll have it on Pesach. Uh, but you could sell a little bit of a Jew, they'll use it up and and also, you could sell, certainly you could sell it to a guy, guy in a little bit of time. Why aren't you concerned about this? Um, you could sell the whole thing. Why don't you sell the whole thing and tell them uh, that it's chametz? Sell the whole thing to a Jew, the whole boat, and tell them it's chametz. What's the problem with that? Right? And even so, you have to let them know that it's chametz, that it's, that it's because otherwise, even though you sell them a little bit at a time to the Jews, the Jews might bake it into, into uh, matzahs for Pesach. So the Chiddush over here is that's proper to do it, sell a little bit of time. If you sell it to all one person, he might then turn and sell it to a guy, and the guy might turn around and sell it to the Jews without knowing it. So the point is you've got to be careful in any, in any case. When you sell it to the Jews, you should tell them that it's chametz, a little bit at a time, but this way they'll, at least they'll, they'll use it up before Pesach. Tell about it. Ain't mole in a Pesach. So how do you ever buy any grain from a guy before yeah. Pesach? Uh, you should, that's why you, that's why it should be shmura from the time of the harvest. You have to guard it. You have to have mash, right. ashkachos so, out there. Right, but forget about shmura. Regular matzah. <coughs> right, matzah that's not shmura. So they have to know. You have to, yeah, So you have to make, just make sure that it was that it's that it's untreated uh, chametz. Mafarshim uh, say, for example, that let's say they you know when they cut down wheat, you know, however, <coughs> whatever. You no, know, today they have machinery. When you cut down wheat in the field. Of course, it's going to get wet, right? It's going to be rain. There's going to be dew, right? But that stuff drips off like we saw in the Gemara. The stuff that drips off, drips off. That doesn't turn into chametz. Chametz is only when the water is sitting in there. It's steeped in there. When it dry- so what, basically, when you, buy hum- when you buy wheat, from, let's say you buy you know, uh, uh, a whole you know, acres and acres of wheat, 
and it's not meat, you don't mean it for matzah shmura, you just mean that it's not chametz, there's no problem with that because you buy it as dry wheat and it was never uh, seeped in water. As long as you didn't pour water on it in a form that it's going to turn into chametz like flour. Now, obviously, if it's, <coughs> if it's out in the original sheaves and the stalks of wheat out in the field, they'll get wet, but the, the, they, they could be mushal kabel That you could say once they've been cut. They could mushal kabel Maybe they're tome, but it's not chametz. <coughs> they've dried out, and, and, and they didn't turn chametz because you didn't put water on them and let the water sit in them. Uh, let's say, uh, I don't know, in, in New Orleans, let's say near New Orleans, you say you cut, down, you cut down fields and fields, and then there was a flood, right? The ocean came in. That would be a problem. That's like this boat that sank. Tarabonin, but when they buy field out from in Nebraska, when they buy from Nebraska, you know, or or uh, you know whatever Kansas or or whatever, uh, then they, they buy dry wheat and they can turn that. It's not matzah shmura, but it's shmura, but it's at least it's not chametz. Tarabonin, You can't put the uh, molin is means like mashing. You put flour into a cooked dish, like you're cooking on Pesach, and you want to put some flour in. Don't do that. Right, you don't do that because uh, you, you're making it, the dish here. It's got water and it's got liquid in it, and you turn it into and you cut it into chametz. But let's say people want to add flour, right? Some people add flour to all kinds of dishes because it adds texture to them. Uh, the Hungarians supposedly added into uh, potato kugel for Shabbos because it adds some texture to it, but they won't tell you about that. So if you're gluten-free, that's a problem, right? But uh, you know, whatever, people add flour to various dishes. What you do is you could put the flour in first, then you put vinegar in. As we said, because the vinegar, the chometz, the acid is mavashalet. That's Rashi's. You put the chometz in because it does, it, pre- it prevents it from turning, from fermenting because it, it, it cooks it first. Once it's cooked, it can't be fermented. That's what he says. That's what you should do with with uh, vinegar, but we'll see. This is not the final outcome. Uh, so if you want to put flour in, put, follow it up with some vinegar. You can put the chametz in first. Who is the author of, says you could even do that. When it comes to Shabbos, we know you can't cook on Shabbos. Let's say you have a, a frying pan or a stew, pan, a stew pot, a regular pan, a regular pot. And you took them off the fire Boiling, that's a klirishon. You shouldn't put any spices in there because it's a klirishon. A klirishon is mavashal, so you're cooking the spices. You can put them into a dish, a cup, onto the big platter, and then put the tavlin in because a klisheni uh, is, not, is not mavashal. That's the Tanakam. If you you could put it into any klisheni, but not something that has uh, vinegar or brine because that cooks it. And on Shabbos, cooking is a problem. So on Shabbos, that's a problem. Cooking, vinegar will cook it up. And therefore, uh, that's, that's a problem. Over here by Pesach, it has an advantage. We're not talking about Shabbos. We're talking about here, the, when it, when it, when it uh, cooks it, that's a problem on Shabbos. But according to Rebuta, it's an advantage when it comes to Pesach because it, when it cooks it right away, it prevents it from, turn, from fermenting. So the Gemara Benukma Karabiosi, we had in the mouth the Tanya Rabiosi on Mashar and when you put something in vinegar, the Chomets some and the and the and the Chomets will prevent. Remember the watery uh, barley from from uh, expanding and uh, cracking open and become a Chomets because it contracts them. So Skiashmil Rabiosi Anemili Disbeinem Rabiosi was talking about when the vinegar was there by itself 
pure vinegar. Here we're talking about where it's mixed in. You got a, you're cooking something on a pot. It's got, it's a whole dish of mixed food and whatever, potatoes and meat and whatever, and it's, and you're mixing in vinegar. So we don't know that, we don't know that Rabbi Yossi would say his halacha only, uh, he says his halacha only when it's pure vinegar, not when it's mixed vinegar. And Rabbi Yudas talking about even when it's mixed. So therefore it goes like Rabbi Yudas. Uh, don't do either one. If you, you shouldn't put flour into a pot on Pesach, whether there's vinegar or first or vinegar less. There's a famous line that we tell the Nazir, stay away from the vineyard. In other words, or you tell, today you'd say, you tell an alcoholic, don't even go near the, you know, the bar, the, the pub, you know, don't go near there because you'll be tempted. No, I'll go in there. I, I, I can hold myself back. No, you don't do that. We tell the Nazir, Go around, uh, go away, schar, schar, go around, around, the Carmelotic, don't go near the vineyard. So be, you should be extra careful. Rapapi Charlay Le Bourdiki, the Galusa, he allowed the, the bakers in the house of the Exilarch. The Exilarch was a rich man. He was like, you know, he was the head of the, uh, egg, uh, the Jews in exile. So he allowed them, Lemimchak Deir Bechasisi, he allowed them to mash, to put in flour uh, into a pot of, with uh, roasted grains. You know, he allowed them to put roasted grains into this pot on Pesach. Who would allow such a thing in a case where there's many servants? In other words, in the rich house of the exile, like there are servants there who are not so careful, uh, you know, they're not careful with Isser and Heter. So you allow them to start putting in roasted grains, uh, which are already basically dried out, put them into the dish. That's a that's a problem. Don't allow them. Some say he himself put parched grain in there. He says the parched grain was already, so to speak, like cooked, and therefore it wouldn't be such a problem. That's what we talked about yesterday. That you shouldn't put. To, we said because maybe it wouldn't be hundred percent cooked. Here, Rubber did it. So you see that it depends. This is like the question of uh, of, of brucking or not. Are you allowed to bruck or not? The concern is maybe it's not all. Per, uh, totally baked, totally roasted, and therefore you might have some flour which is not baked, and you put it into a dish, and you're going to turn it into chametz. Einosin kemach chorosis. Chorosis, we know, we use it on Pesach. Chorosis basically is a uh, uh, is a condiment, right, that they had vinegar in there and other uh, products, and obviously on Pesach we don't put flour in. He says you don't put flour on Pesach when you have the chorosis, don't put flour in there. Ola tochardo or into mustard, uh, if you put it in, you should eat it right away. The concern, obviously, is if you put flour in there, it's going to turn into chametz. However, the Tanakhama says it takes a while, so therefore, if you put it in there, you should eat it right away. Eat it right away. Rameir Oser, Rameir says you can't, he asks you can't even eat it. You've got to burn it, get rid of it. Okay, we'll talk about this, right? Now, um, but, so what, why does uh, Rameir says it's also the Tanakhama says it's you eat it right away because, as I said, the chayil is so strong, like the vinegar. It's got the acid in there; it prevents it from turning chametz right away. So if you eat it right away, it's not so bad. That's what Tana comes. Mayor says no. Second halacha: You know, the carbon pesach itself. The carbon pesach says, uh, "It says, um, no, you can't eat it raw. It's got to be roasted." And don't you're not allowed to, to cook it either. Loba mashkin, not with not with uh, water, with a, with a drink. even with Fruit juices, even though the Pusik says, uh, we'll see that it means even uh, non-water liquids like fruit juices. But you could baste it when, you, when you're roasting it, you could baste it with water. You could, put, you could baste it with water or with fruit juices. The baker, 
uh, is always kneading the bread. And what he does is he's got a tub of water that he washes his hands with. You know, his hands are full of uh, flour, etc. And he washes his hands when he has to uh, arrange the flour and knead it and, and smear it. So the, that water that he's used to wash his hands, Yishavku should be poured out, should be thrown out as wastewater because they turn into chametz. And part of the problem is, is obviously he's got flour in there and his hands are warm. So that will hasten the, the process, and therefore they, the water has to be spilled out and destroyed. We'll see. The Gemara is going to talk tomorrow. The Gemara is going to talk about you got to pour it out, uh, or in two days, the Gemara is going to talk about you got to pour it out in a place where the water will, will go away. You can't pour it into a tub because then it's going to turn chametz, and you got to destroy the water. Amr of Kana. Machlokas Machlokas in Tanakam Rameir is only by, by uh, mustard, right? The chadal is very strong. It's got like very acidic and therefore it prevents it from turning chametz. So the Tanakhama says, you know, if you put it, you shouldn't put it into it, but if you did, you could eat it right, eat it right away. Don't let it become chametz, right? <clears throat> but everybody agrees by charosis, which is not as strong, you got to burn it right away because it's this, uh, the, the, there's not enough uh, acid in there to prevent it from coming chametz and it's going to become chametz. You got to destroy it. a uh, uh, confirming Rav Kana, kemach. Latocha charosis, you shouldn't put flour into this condiment, this charosis. From Nelson, you serve miyad. And then you got to burn it right away. And everybody agrees with that. That's a, that not, there's no machlokas about that. That's what Rav Kana said. When it comes to charosis, if you put flour in, everybody says you got to destroy it. You can't eat it right away. Like Latochardo, if you put it into mustard, which is stronger, Rameir says you serve miyad, you got to destroy it right away. Chum says, no, yocha, if you eat it right away, it's not a problem. Amr of Huna, of Yehuda, Amr of Nachman, Omar Shmuel, halachit v'cham lachs like the chachamim. That what? That when it, apparently what he's saying is is that uh, you have to eat it right away. But eat it right away. Which one? On on the uh, is he speaking about the charoses or is he speaking about the charoses and the chardal? Right. We're saying over here the machlokus is by the chardal. But the uh, Rav Kana said, and the Bryce also said, everybody agrees when it comes to Charoses, even the Chum agree that you got to destroy it right away. When he said, what does that mean? Rav Nachman was one who quoted Rav Nachman who said in the name of Shmuel, like the Chum, Acharoses Kamar? Mar was Shmuel talking about when Shmuel said that the Halacha is like the Chum, was he talking about even on Charoses, the way our Mishnah read, that even on Charoses, the Chacham apparently said you could eat it right away, or like Rav Kanamar, or a Chardal Kamar, so speaking, Chardal you could eat right away. Again, Rav Meir says in both cases you have, to, you have to destroy them. But when the Chacham said you could eat it, was that only going on the Chardal or even on the, uh, on Chardal or even on the Charoses? Which one? Acharosis Kamar or Chardal Kamar? In other words, are you going like the Rafkana and that other Bryce or not? Omalei, my Nafkamina, there's no difference between Chardal and Acharosis. So he says, what? The Nafkamina is like Rafkana. Dom Rafkana, Machlokas, the Torah Chardal, like we said. The Machlokas between Rameh and the Chacham is only by Chardal. There, the Chacham say you could eat it right away because it doesn't turn to Chametz because it's so strong. The Asid Rameh says, no, you got to destroy it. Aval Tocharosis, they call you Srifmiyad. I didn't hear of Kana. So in Klomelosfi, I don't hold to that. I hold the way the Mishnah reads that the Chum say in both cases, if the flour fell into the Charosas or into the Chardal, just eat it right away. Amr Vashi. It's likely like Ravkana that the Chachamim agree in the case of, uh, of uh, Charosas that it has to be destroyed. Like Shmuel says, that the loch is not like Rabbi Yossi, my love, he doesn't hold that, he doesn't hold that it uh, contracts it, that the vinegar doesn't contract it, but it's mashma that it does turn it into chametz. 
that allows it to ferment. In other words, he's saying that, he's saying, it, he, I don't agree with Rabbi Yossi that uh, the vinegar contracts it and uh, doesn't, uh, and doesn't uh, turn it into, uh, it doesn't allow it to turn chametz, mashma, if he doesn't agree with it, it's mashma, that it does turn into chametz. In other words, the vinegar itself uh, would, 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 would uh, promote the, uh, the, the fermenting and it would become chametz. So therefore, it's mashma like Rav Kana, that if it fell into charoses, uh, which has got vinegar in it, uh, Rashi said it's got vinegar in it, it's going to turn into chametz. So it's like Rav Kana, the says, no, lo, dilma lo it's possible that it doesn't stop the, the leavening process, the fermentation process, but it also doesn't promote it. So it could be that he just tells, I don't know, like Rav Yossi, that it stops it, but maybe it doesn't promote it either. So therefore we can't prove from that idea that since Shmuel said Enoch Kribyosi, that therefore when Shmuel said that Allah is like the Chachamim, that he held only like the Chachamim where only in in uh, the case of uh, of Chardal, but not in the case of Charoses. Could very well be that um, it could very well be that the Chacham argue by Charoses also, meaning that it doesn't. Uh, if you put it in vinegar, vinegar doesn't promote le- uh, the fermentation, even though it doesn't pr- pr- it doesn't prevent it, but it doesn't promote it either. So you can't prove it from there. Still, the halacha seems to be that um, that by Chardal Yochamiyad, you got to eat it right away. According to the Chachamim, it doesn't stop because the Chardal is very strong. But when it comes to Charoses, we're not sure about that if you put the flour in there. In any case, you shouldn't put flour into the Charoses. Have a good day, everybody. Kol Tuv. Be well. Yes. Yeah. The hummus isn't 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 made peros. Hummus isn't made peros. Hummus made peros ain't machmitzin. The the stuff that came from my first. Yeah. Oh, chometz, chometz, chometz. No, chometz is not. No, chometz is not considered mayperos. No, no, because it's too strong. It's very acidic. Mayperos is regular stuff that came out of the Zion Minim, out of uh, fruit or other vegetable fruits and stuff, vegetables, things like what? that. But it's not chometz. Even what? even though chometz could be made usually in the Gemara, chometz is is wine that went bad, which, which is considered right. mayperos. But then it's not considered mayperos anymore. No, no, yeah, yes. I thought somebody else was asking. Right. Okay, have a good day.